When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Govan Civics. Uh, welcome to the Unit 4 Executive Branch Test Review. You can find this on your Google Classroom uh, as a Google document. Um, so the test is 36 questions long, and you'll have the opportunity to test corrections Thursday in class uh, to make up anything that you might miss. All right, let's get rolling. So the first thing there is the bureaucratic agency responsible for food. So basically, um, this agency, the Food and Drug Administration, is going to be the ones that um, any kind of uh, drugs go through. So like um, with the COVID vaccine and whatnot, it went through testing and approval through the food and drug. They do the same thing for all foods. You know, if there's a new food that's going to be uh, hitting the shelves, it has to be approved by the, the FDA. And there's a process for that, um, you know. So it's, um, it's a big job, uh, but that's why they have a huge agency. Uh, let's see, the cabinet position for enforcing laws. So that's going to be the Department of Justice. So this is one of those cabinet positions you learned about in this unit. Uh, they <clears throat> are going to, to enforce all the laws that are out there. So they'll be in charge of groups like the FBI and different groups like that. Um, the Treasury Department is responsible for, so the, this is the money department. Uh, they are going to, you know, manage um, the money to an extent. Uh, they don't control the money supply. Like, they don't make decisions to add and decrease money. But when it comes to printing money, when Congress says, hey, print some money off, uh, they go to this, this group. Uh, the IRS is under this group, so they'll enforce the tax laws and, and those sorts of things. All right, presidential checks on the Congress. Really, the president only has one, and that is the fact that they are the um, they have the ability to veto a piece of legislation. All right, the roles of the president. So you uh, did uh, an assignment in this unit where you had to, to research the roles of the president and find some examples for a presentation type thing. Um, on the test, there's going to be a lot of questions where, hey, if this is happening, what role is the president in? So the president does this, this, and this. What role? So just be aware that it's not going to be <clears throat> something you might have to think a little bit uh, for some of those. All right, let's run through them, though. The chief executive. This is where the president is going to be enforcing the laws. So um, all the, the different things that the president does, uh, like being in charge of the FBI, being in charge of the uh FCC, the FDA, the SEC, all these different things. When there is a law that's presented uh, and he, the president has signed off on it, they're responsible, responsible for enforcing that law. That is their job as chief executive. Okay. Now, within that, they also do some other things like appointments to uh, judgeships, um, pardon people. But at the end of the day, their big thing is to uh, enforce the laws. Uh, leader of the party. So first off, this is not the fact that they are in charge of the Democrat or the Republican Party. Uh, they are just the kind of the face of the party when they're the president. So the main thing they'll do as the leader of the party is they're going to assist uh, and campaign 
four uh, people in their party that are running for Senate positions, uh, House positions, uh, governorships, and, and different positions, uh, you know, around the country. So, you know, uh, we got a week as of this recording until the election. We have a Senate race, a pretty close Senate race. Um, I would think President Biden would be down here at some point to, to, to campaign for Raphael Warnock. Okay. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But that's what they do as a leader of the party, where they're supporting other members of the party. Uh, Commander in chief is pretty easy. They're in charge of the military. They make all those decisions. So everything has to go through the president. So back in 2012-ish, maybe, uh, whenever SEAL Team, SEAL Team 6 uh, went in and got Osama bin Laden, that came from Barack Obama, the president at the time. Uh, head of the state, chief citizen, you might see it as either or. This is basically their, their, they're the face of the country. All right. So this is going to be not really official capacity, but they just do stuff um, that people kind of observe and watch and see. So the World Series is going on right now. So if, if President Biden shows up tonight in Philadelphia to show up, throw out the first pitch, that would be a chief citizen thing. We got Veterans Day coming up. If the president gives a speech on that day, that would be the chief citizen stuff. The chief diplomat, this is the foreign policy area. So this is where they're going to deal with other countries, whether it be positive stuff, okay, where we're working with other countries to, to get stuff done, or whether it's negative where, you know, we're not happy with a country. So for example, we're not happy with North Korea. North Korea just recently shot a missile uh, over Japan. And, uh, you know, we're not happy with, with what North Korea is doing with their missile program and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, President Biden and the Secretary of State you know, have to deal with those issues. Um, so all that stuff falls under the chief diplomat role. They can sign treaties, they can sign executive agreements and all those things uh, that come from this. Uh, the legislative leader. So first off, once again, they're not in charge of the legislative branch. The president cannot force Congress to do anything. Uh, however, the legislative leader, they can pretty much What's the word I'm looking for? They can encourage Congress to implement their agenda. Okay. And typically Congress will work with the president, especially after they've been elected. So that's when that they're they're at the height of their popularity. And the president is like, hey, I got elected. But they didn't just elect me, they elected my agenda as well. And so Congress will work with the president there. And that's where the legislative leader comes from. Now, in even when they're unpopular, you know, as presidential popularity drops. The president can still uh, try and get legislation passed. Anybody can write legislation. The president just has to find someone uh, to introduce it into Congress. Uh, the chief economist. Now, this one, the president is responsible for the economy. But I have a problem with this because it's not just the president. And this is a situation where we give way too much credit to the president when things go good and way too much uh, blame when things go bad in the economy. Yes, the president plays a role. Yes, their policies play a role, but it's not just them. Our economy just naturally goes in cycles. Sometimes it's hurt more or helped more by the presidential policies, but that's not the end-all be-all. But we do put responsibility on the president. And so their job is typically going to be to fight unemployment and inflation uh, in this role. Uh, all right, the Department of Defense responsibilities. So uh, just more of the cabinet positions and, and the things that they do. Remember the NAT, the Department of Defense, this is going to be the military. And they're going to um, be kind of uh, at the forefront of defense spending as well as our national security. 
the purpose of cabinet members. So the president appoints all 15 of the cabinet positions, all right, the people that are in charge of those areas uh, of the of the country, whatever it might be from education to transportation, to agriculture, and all those sorts of things. And they are basically advisors to the president. So if something comes up with uh, in the agriculture sector and President Biden needs to address it, President Biden's probably going to call up whoever his Department of um, Agriculture secretary is and ask them some questions. Okay, so they're basically just advisors to the president. The Secretary of the Interior Responsibility. So getting super specific here, um, you know, this is going to deal with land, land management, conservation, and, and things like that. So we would want someone who is familiar with that sort of stuff. They wouldn't want to pick me, who, you know, I like to go out and walk in the woods, but I have no idea about uh, wildlife management and, and conservation and things like that. The Secretary of State Responsibilities. So don't get this confused. Uh, Secretary of State is not a domestic thing, so they're not here at home. The Secretary of State deals with all foreign policy, okay? So um, if you see anything about dealing with another country, that's going to be the Secretary of State responsibility. All right, the presidential amendment. So you did something with this. The questions on the test, there's a couple of them, and they are going to be either passages or scenarios where you have to figure out what's going on. So just uh, keep that in mind. The 12th amendment, this is the earliest, obviously, because it's the 12th is not the 20th, 22nd, or 25th, but the 12th amendment deals with the election of the president. So uh, prior to the 12th amendment, the elections were set up to where the top two vote getters were the president and vice president. And so we ran into a problem back in 1800, I'm pretty sure it was 1800, when John Adams was elected president. <clears throat> His political rival the person that had ran against him for president, Thomas Jefferson, ended up being his vice president. Okay, uh, that's not a good way to run the country. So think, of, you know, in 2020, we would have had Biden as president and Trump as vice president. Or 2016, um, Trump as president and Hillary Clinton as vice president. Not good for the country. And so the 12th Amendment just creates two separate ballots uh, for the president and vice president. The 20th Amendment is going to set the inauguration date for the president as January 20th. So this is to shorten the time when you have a president that's been voted out of office. So it used to be March prior to the 20th Amendment. So you had five months with a president who could potentially have been you know, voted out of office. And so no one's going to be willing to work with them very much. The 22nd Amendment sets up your uh, term limits. So there was no term limits <clears throat> prior to the 22nd Amendment. Just everybody had followed George Washington's lead. So, hey, Washington served two terms. That's what I'll serve until FDR went ahead and served four. And so the 22nd Amendment was created, and it sets the term limits to two terms, all right, or 10 years. So the question always is, how do you do 10 years? Well, if you take over as vice president with less than two years left, that does not count. So if Kamala Harris takes over any time after January 20th, 2023, all right, any time after that, that's not going to count as her term. So she could serve that time, whatever it might be, run in 2024 win, run in 2028 win, and then have you know, nine or 10 years of, of in office. However, if she was to take over today, this would count because it's more than two years. So she could serve out this, the re remainder of this term, and then win in 2024 and serve like seven years or something like that. Uh, the 25th Amendment sets up the line of succession. So basically, uh, after JFK, they needed to put it officially who is going to take over. So the vice president takes over uh, for the, the president. Then it gets into the, 
Congress, the Speaker of the House is next up. Then it gets into the President pro tempore of the Senate, and then it gets into the cabinet positions. Uh, all right, powers of the President. So you got formal and informal powers that the President has. Um, so the formal powers, the things that are listed in the Constitution, you have like Commander in Chief, the veto power, you have the ability to pardon someone, you have the appointment power, uh, chief executive role where they're enforcing laws, okay? All of those things are formal powers of the president. They're in the Constitution, you can find them. Now, there are informal powers of the president. You know, there's something called an executive order, which you should have gotten uh, in our notes and in the videos. This is not a formal power. This is something the president does as a directive to the agencies. Executive agreements, those are not formal things. You know, they are informal uh, that the president does. Signing statements, all right? Um, all these things are informal powers of the president. So just be sure, the question on the test is going to actually say which of the following is a formal or informal power. So you got to know both of them and then pick out the thing that the president does. And I think hopefully it'll kind of uh, stand out to you what they, they can't do. Uh, the attorney general responsibilities. So the attorney general has the responsibility of basically being in charge of law enforcement. Okay. So they're in charge of a lot of the law enforcement agencies that are out there, FBI, drug enforcement, things like that. Uh, and so that's their main job is to, to be in charge of the, the law enforcement agencies of the cabinet. What happens if there's no electoral college majority? It goes to the House of Representatives. The House of Representatives will pick the new president. It hasn't happened anytime recently. Uh, I think the last time was 1877. So it's been a long time. The basics of the Electoral College. So remember that the popular vote matters. Okay. Uh, your candidate in 2024 is going to have to win whatever state you're living in in 2024 when that election happens in order to get the electoral votes they need to win. But at the end of the day, the Electoral College is who is going to actually elect the president. All right. They'll cast the deciding votes. So um, the basics, simply each state is broken down into Electoral College votes based on their House of Representatives members and their senators. So every state has at least two senators. So that's two Electoral votes. And every state has at least one House of Rep member. So that's at least three votes. So some states that don't have much population think North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, Alaska, places like that, they only have three electoral college votes. Georgia has 16. We have 14 House members and we have two senators, so that's 14. Texas has 38. California has 53, I think. New York has 29, something like that. Florida has 27. So you have whatever the state has in House members plus two. Alrighty, so that's how you get that number. And so you, as a candidate, would have to go around and you have to win the large states. Okay. Yes, you want to win and get as many votes as possible, but you got to get the large states to get those numbers up there because you got to get to 270. 270 electoral votes gets you one, gets you the election. Uh, the criticism is that, well, not always will the popular vote person, the person that wins the popular vote, they won't always win the electoral college vote. So that is um, something that's, you know, uh, a problem and a criticism, uh, but you got to win the right states. So this happened, it happens quite often. 
In 2016, Trump did not win the popular vote. Um, he won the electoral college vote. The impeachment process. So three things will get you impeached. The two that are pretty straightforward are treason and bribery. And then you got something else called high crimes and misdemeanors. This is a very broad topic. And uh, it's what actually every president that we've had impeached has been impeached for. Okay. But uh, anyways, it's uh, those things will get you impeached. Now, keep in mind, the House will drop the articles of impeachment. And that's basically the charges they're levied against you. You're not kicked out. So please don't think that you're kicked out if you're impeached. Charges are levied against you by the House, and then it goes to the Senate for a trial. Presidential qualifications, pretty basic stuff. You got to be 35. You got to be a natural born citizen and live here for 14 years. All right. On the next page, you got presidential campaigns, and it lists a couple of them. Uh, There's only one on the test, though, and that's LBJ. So just remember, Lyndon Johnson is going to run during the, the 60s when we're right in the middle of the Cold War, and that issue was happening. Uh, And so there's a passage from one of his commercials, and you got to figure out what he's talking about, basically. All right. All right. So independent agencies, regulatory commissions, government corporations, and cabinet positions. So these are the bureaucratic agencies. So here's what you need to understand. Every one of these things, whether it's an independent agency, an independent regulatory commission, a government corporation or a cat position. They all fall under the bureaucracy. So they all are there. Okay. They all have different responsibilities though. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now the first two independent executive agency and independent regulatory commission are the ones that get confused most often because they both have independent stuff in there and they're both are independent. So they are both independent of the president. The president can talk to them, discuss things with them. But at the end of the day, these, these, commissions, these agencies can kind of do what they want to. Okay. So the independent executive agency, uh, they are basically kind of a, they don't, they provide kind of a service maybe might be the best way to say it. Nah, that's not a, that's not a good way to say it. The independent executive agencies is is going to kind of oversee to an extent, an area uh, of the country, um, but they can't regulate that area. Okay. So NASA is an example of an independent executive agency. They have no regulatory power. They can't regulate space. All right. You know, they, they can't stop uh, stop us from trying to travel to space. They can't stop Elon Musk from trying to go to Mars and things like that. Now, the regulatory commission can. They're independent of the president as well. And they have regulatory powers. So they can regulate. So think of the FCC, the Federal Communication Commission. They get to tell they they regulate the airwaves. OK, think of the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. They regulate the the uh, the environment. All right. So these agencies, they get to kind of control what's happening. So the FCC, you know, they they tell radio stations, hey, you can't say these words on the radio. All right. And one of my dreams is to get on the radio and cuss. And this is never going to happen because most radio stations have a seven second delay now where, you know, if I was to get on there and cuss, they'd catch me and they'd beat me out and dump my call. So I couldn't do that Um, on TV. You know, there, there's a time slots that you can't say stuff on the, the network TV stations. So the FCC regulates the airwaves. The SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission, which comes in just a minute, their responsibilities. They're over the, the stock market, stocks and bonds and the trading and things like that. They regulate it to try and keep it as fair and as equal for everybody uh, in, the, in the stock market and to buy bonds and whatnot. Okay, so independent executive agencies don't have that regulatory power that regulatory commissions do. Uh, government corporations. So these are basically businesses run by the government. They provide some kind of good or service. 
the best example is the postal service. You know, they provide uh, a service for people and you pay for it. All right. And then finally is the cabinet positions. All those different positions we've been talking about, Department of Justice, Department of Defense, Secretary of State, Secretary of the Interior, all those things fall under the cabinet. And the cabinet, once again, is advisors to the president. But you need to remember, this is the big, giant, overarching theme. So the cabinet positions, the 15 of them, uh, cover some giant area. And then you've got all the different agencies that fall underneath them. Okay. We could almost say it's like the school. So you've got the ISC, which is over there off of Peachtree, uh, Old Peachtree. And you got Dr. Watts, who is the, would, we could compare him to the president. All right, so he oversees all these different positions. And then he has uh, area representatives that are going to oversee the school. So they would be our cabinet positions, okay? And then the schools that they oversee, those are all the bureaucratic agencies. So here in our cluster, we have Collins Hill, Creekland Middle, uh, across the street, Walnut Grove, uh, Rock Springs, uh, Taylor Elementary. And so those are all the bureaucratic agencies. So Ms. Ogman, our principal, would answer potentially to the area representative who then would go to the, the president, Dr. Watts. And so the same breakdown happens with president Biden. Then you got the cabinet positions of the secretary of state and they're in charge of all the different agencies and it's like chain of command stuff. All right. We did the sec responsibilities sanctions. So these are things uh, when a president is unhappy with another country, we will put sanctions on them. So we're, we sanction North Korea because we don't like um, their missile test program and all that kind of stuff. So we pretty much don't trade with them uh, and do things with them. So we'll sanction countries, um, you know, foreign countries over uh, stuff that they do. We, we don't like what Russia's doing in Ukraine right now. So we have sanctions against them. All right. Executive orders. These are uh, directives to the bureaucracy from the president. They get around congressional approval. So the Congress does not get to look at them. They are uh, a pretty powerful and valuable tool that the president has, especially when the president and Congress are divided. So it's uh, something that um, we might see an uptick in if the president, I mean, excuse me, if uh, Congress is retaken by the Republicans because the Republicans and Democrats just don't work together very well, especially today. But they are just directives. Uh, typically, they're going to be orders to the, the bureaucratic agencies to just enforce laws that they already have in place. Public opinion polls, very quickly, uh, you're, you're probably, if you pay attention to the politics very much at all, you probably heard some public opinion poll data or seen some. And uh, just the key thing to, to remember here is, is we want a random sampling of people. I can really determine how an answer or how a poll is going to be answered by who I talk to. If I want my poll to be left-leaning, I go talk to all Democrats. If I want my poll to be right-leaning, I go talk to all Republicans. It's just, it's it's pretty easy to do, actually. So if you want it to be a valid poll, you really got to work hard to get a random sampling. Types of elections, uh, the general and the midterms of the general, that's when the president is involved. So we have those every four years. So we had one in 2020. We'll have another one in 2024, 2028, 2032, so on and so forth. Okay. The midterms, those are in the middle of the presidential term. So what we're having now in 2022 is in the middle of a presidential term. And it's just Congress people and governors and things like that running. All right. The primary, this is going to be the spring before the presidential elections. So this will occur uh, January through probably June of 2024, where uh, the Republicans definitely will have primaries because they'll have multiple people running for the presidency. 
And so if you vote in the Republican primary, you're picking who you want to be the Republican nominee for the president. All right. Treaties and executive agreements. Uh, treaties are something the president can sign. You don't hear about them very much anymore. It's something, it used to be something that was a lot, that was done a lot. But now it's not uh, such a big deal. But anyways, treaties uh, get signed and they have to go through Senate approval. Uh, my favorite one that didn't get approved was the congressional one. Uh, excuse me, not congressional, but the uh, treaty that ended World War One. So Treaty of Versailles, Woodrow Wilson, didn't get approved by the Senate. Okay, and then executive agreements, they get around that, that they're similar to treaties, but they get around the Senate approval. Uh, purpose of the national conventions, that's where uh, the official presidential nominee of each party will be named. So in July of 2024, the Republicans will hold their national convention and they will officially name their candidate, although we'll know because of the primaries. And uh, in August of 2024, the Democrats will do the same. I imagine if Biden chooses to run, that he'll be the candidate. However, you never know because he is super old. And then finally, Homeland Security. Uh, this is the newest <clears throat> of the agencies, and they're going to be responsible for national security, keeping us safe from domestic terrorism and uh, foreign terrorism and all that sort of stuff. All right, guys, if you have questions, uh, please respond to me on Talking Points or email me or whatever you need to do to get a hold of me. Uh, even if you were not in class on Tuesday, you're still responsible for taking the test. And remember the new policy. If you're not here on test day, your new test is a short answer, um, answer, a short answer test. So be sure you're here on test day. All right, guys, take care and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.